Come one, come all. Welcome to this week's Monkey Nut Punch. And as always on these podcast journeys, he's my tiny little friend stuck in a cupboard. Nigel. Hi, mate. Yes, hi. Hello. Yes, I am in a cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and, and a man who loves unmanned aerial vehicles, it's Keith. Say hello, Keith. <laughs> hello. <laughs> unmanned aerial vehicles. <laughs> hi, guys. Hi right, guys, welcome to this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast, and on this week's show we'll be covering the death of cinema. It looks like Warner Brothers want to kill cinema, which is sad. Um, mm. Then we've got some more news on Fantastic Beasts and where to find whatever's going on with them. Daniel Radcliffe talks about Monkey. <laughs> Lords of the Rings showrunners talk about their TV show. Some Doctor Who news, um, some Metal Gear film news. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Mandalorian's last two episodes because Keith hasn't been here and I haven't been able to have him on board to chat to, about these um, exciting, better than average episodes of The Mandalorian. <laughs> and then we'll finish off with our customary what the f- is going on here story. So let's start with the movie news. So, Warner Brothers have slated a ton of movies for 2020 to go straight to their streaming service, HBO Max. Now, this is a bit of a a bit of a weird one because cinemas, because of our current situation with lockdown and the coof, um, have done really poorly this year, really, really poorly. And anyone who's had a film of any sorts has had to delay it. Look at Black Widow, and then you've had ones that have tried to go to streaming and not quite succeeded. Mulan's a pretty good example of that. And HBO Max, at the moment, for 2021, have no TV shows or content that will drive anyone to their uh, to their uh, streaming service, which causes a big, big problem for them. So what they've decided to do is push some of their films on there. So we've got God versus God versus God versus Godzilla versus King Kong, if I can get my mouth working correctly. The Suicide Squad Matrix 4, which is apparently ahead of schedule, uh, and Wonder Woman 1984, which is coming out at Christmas Day. Now, this is great for people in the States. But for people in the UK and people in other places who can't get hold of HBO Max without, shall we say, sailing the high seas or using a VPN, this isn't that good. Um... Have they, have they killed it off? Um, for example, one of the bits of content that they were expecting, they were expecting three three Game of Thrones spin-offs. And we're getting one. And I don't even think that's going to happen. Because it's, they just haven't announced that they've cancelled the damn thing. And we all know how Game of Thrones went, guys, don't we? Oh, Dan and Dave are never working in Hollywood ever again for that. Uh, well, they're, they're working at Netflix, but Nothing's come of it yet. They were working in a Star Wars movie and nothing came of that. It's one of the, um, what, how can you put it? It's like, um, are they working in the mail room? Is the question. <laughs> are they doing yeah. the cleaning there? They're in the complaints yeah. department. <laughs> um, but it, it seems weird that Warner Brothers are going to push all their films. They are doing what they refer to as day and day release. Now, day and day release means shows on HBO Max. And it shows 
in the cinema. Okay, so we get uh, Wonder Woman 94 as an example, will be on HBO Max. Don't know if it's coming to Amazon or any kind of video on demand functions. And it will, and as I said, it'll be released in the cinema. So it's going to be, it's going to be weird with this because what they're doing is they're kind of, they want to push people towards using HBO Max, but they've got nothing to pull them in. And there's a good chance that we'll still be in lockdown until March of next year in one form or another, be it the tier system that we've got in the UK or the horrendous thing that they've got in California and New York and whatnot, which is causing people not to be able to gather in groups. And we've got all of these other bloody things here and there. So, they've pushed, so they're pushing for that. I think uh, it's going to kill cinema off to an extent, but I don't think it'll... Um, what do you call it? I don't think it'll, uh, how can I put it? It will kill it off completely. I think that will, because my cinema near me opened recently, opened 2018. I don't want it dying yet because it's quite a nice little cinema. Did I think you've been there, Keith? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think you, you've yeah. been there too, Nigel. Yeah, it's a decent cinema. It's a, nice, it's, a lovely, it's a lovely little cinema. Get nice coffee, got alcohol. You can you know, take it your things in there and whatnot. I'm hoping it's not the death of cinema, but it looks like Warner Brothers are pushing this. I don't know if it's just going to be a one-time thing for 2021, just for their films, because they've got all these things that they've made. They're in the can, and they're sitting in like the work-in-progress stage, which means they're accruing interest on all their um, debts and stuff that they racked up, because they literally finance this off to people and say, hey, you want to invest in Wonder Woman 84? And they go, yeah, sure, I'll put $100,000, and so forth and so on, and they pick up a big pot of cash, and then they have to pay the interest back on it, which is really exciting finance and film <laughs> i was trying to keep it interesting and then i just started start thinking about bloody balance sheets and excels um go on keith i can hear you want to say something well i i mean i can see from the movie the studio's point of view why they're doing this um uh, and realistically people can't go to the cinema i mean the cinema is going oh the cinemas have got to be careful here because realistically with with the amount of cases that have been reported both in the uk at the moment on a daily basis and the states and the fact that the vaccine is not going to be really rolled out until the summer you've got to you've got to be realistic here the movie studios have to put out content in order to carry on so they're going to use the the internet i hope it's a temporarily uh, a temporary thing I still prefer to go to the cinema and see, especially big budget movies. You know, movies, I was going to say Star Wars, but I mean, you know, Rogue One. I'm not going to say any of the other Star Wars movies because that was a waste of my money. But Marvel movies and things like that, um, even the bloody Mandalorian, I'd love to see that on the big screen. Um, even if it was a 30-minute thing, I'd go and see that on the big screen. But I can't, I can't see how... They've got to put these movies out. The, the movies have got to recoup the cash and and everybody's got to get paid. So how else do they do it? It's it, it's unfortunate, but it's the only way they can do it. I, I feel very sad for the cinemas. I feel very sorry, but realistically, people can't go to the cinema. It's just not worth the risk. So the problem is it's going to up piracy because people are going to screen cap the films. Um there's going to be all that kind of thing. Um, so it's it's a bit of a catch-22, but what can you do? True, true. Yeah, you're right. It is a, it's a bit of a catch-22. Um, and and it, it is frustrating because this, this, this bug, which 
can't name because we'll get kicked off either Facebook or YouTube. Twitch is fine with it, <laughs> which is ironic. Um, is 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 ruin anything that involves a gathering? The only the examples that you can get to where you watch cinema now that we had over the summer where we had like outdoor cinemas where we had like drive-ins and stuff. We don't have technically have drive-ins like we used to in the states. But yeah, it's 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 odd, and I can understand HBO Max. And I'll be honest with you, I probably would have made the same decision in the same in the same position. But I would have done less coke whilst doing it. But how 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 is that going to work internationally? I mean, obviously, Wonder Woman is going to have to be shown internationally. So how is that going to? Because obviously, you, the UK doesn't have HBO Max, no. But I thought they do have an HBO. Um, kind of thing don't they because we've got it here it's not hbo, HBO max it's, it's hbo something um I, there's I'm an not... hbo thing and you can subscribe to it and you get the hbo shows not as far as i know i don't isn't know. hbo I sky atlantic in 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 the thing will these will they be will these be shown on I some kind of sky shown, atlantic i doubt that'll be shown on sky atlantic i imagine they'll get them on vod and in the cinema so i imagine amazon's probably got the rights to sell them worldwide via their system, maybe. and um, maybe even Sky might have the uh, VOD rights to Wonder Woman, given the fact that you said that HBO has a dealing with uh, Amazon That's it. for that. I, hang on, sorry, I've got to mention this um, in the comments. That's it. It, it is. It's HBO Go. It's HBO, um, it's, um, HBO Go here um, as well. We um, we can subscribe to it. In fact, we've got it on our, on our digital box as an I, extra I subscription. Got, I don't think we've got HBO Go. Okay, fair enough. The only time I've H seen HBO shows in the UK is on Sky, Sky Atlantic. Yes, because I think Sky did a deal with um, with HBO and they show all of the sort of internationally appealing HBO shows like the aforementioned Game of Thrones and things like that. Um, I, but I know over here it's, it is a, it's under, it's badged as HBO Asia, but it is HBO Go. Okay. Um <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of an odd one that um, it's going to be weird. We'll find out when it comes to us. I think um, it's going to be Amazon. I think the question is it's going to be Amazon whether it's going to be on Sky for us here in the UK, um, and it'll be on the cinemas because cinemas now in my area are open, but they've still got the coof restrictions. We wanted to take my son to see Die Hard, but he's not old enough. It's like, well, I've got a Christmas film for your son, Die Hard. You need to go and watch Die Hard with us. And we looked, and it's like it's not twelve a or. So, you know, whatever we go, fucker. So we couldn't take him to see that, which is really annoying. Um, but it's uh, it's it's one of those things. And yes, um, I maybe trying to spoof it with a VPN to see what HBO Max is like when Wonder Woman comes out. Nigel, you got anything to to say on this? Um, just uh, yeah, I I can see why the studio is doing this. Um, they are missing out on massive revenues at the moment. All of them are. All, all the films. But I do, I do understand why we go online to watch things. But I do, I do enjoy going to the cinema as a one-off thing here and there for these big blockbuster movies. I don't tend to, um, I don't tend to go to um, the cinema really for just anything. I don't have one of these multi-pass things. So, yeah, if it was a big budget movie, I'd tend to get a cinema. But it's expensive for me. So. I almost asked for a cinema pass for Christmas last year. I'm so glad I fucking didn't. 
Well, I, I mean, I did hang on a second. I did get uh, a, a Disneyland Paris ticket for the entire year. Wow, that went down really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, we, we, the, the Wonder Woman was scheduled to come out here at the cinema, and until this week, I would have gone. Um, but unfortunately, without mentioning the, the 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 elephant in the room, there's been some sneaky people sneaking over the border and have now got an outbreak everywhere. So uh, yeah, that's knocked us going going to the cinema on the head a bit, which is really sad because uh, um, I quite enjoyed going to the cinema the other week, even though it was a Thai film and it was a bit insane, but uh, it was worth it. Okay, so it looks like um, all those Warner Brothers films, June doesn't look like it's going to get a sequel, I imagine, because it won't make the money back. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see an evolution to big budget mini series on TVs, which will replace films. You'll see things like, um, what's the thing, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. We'll start getting things like that now, which is quite, quite sad. Then you might get cuts and stuff that will go into the cinema, but it won't be the same. I'm worried that it's going to go down that route. I don't want to go down the route. I quite like going to the cinema. It's an experience, and it's quite enjoyable. So before we move on to our next section, Nigel, would you like to read the comments? Yep, yep. Um, First off, We'll just work our way through. So, um, hello, Brett. Perhaps yes, I need blue lights too. I'm feeling very left out. <laughs> blue, blue lights are cool. Blue. Blue yeah, I know. I didn't get the memo. I th- just didn't get it. They're, they're, they're colluding. Yeah. Just a, a quick hello. Cavation. Chuck. Hello, Chuck. Chuck. Hello, Chuck. Um, but I don't really want us to talk about the last episode of, I believe, The Mandalorian, because you mentioned it. Dude! We will be talking about the last episode of The Mandalorian when it gets to the review section. Stop watching us and go watch it now. I wouldn't normally say that, but dude! Hey. Not that long either. About 20-something. It's just under, under half hour, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the short, it's the shortest this season, but it's the best ever. Sorry. <laughs> I might have liked it. And then it's in addition, we've got uh we've got a uh, a David. So because we've got a David. Oh god. Hello, Dave. So <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Can my wife use your toilet, Dave? (laughs) You're my wife now, Dave. It's it's the bit where he goes, there appears to be a blockage in your toilet. But I fixed it. What the fuck are you doing with my toilet? Um, Okay, Um, all right. And and just a a quick well done to Brett. Oh, yeah, well done. Hit 100 Um, subs. Well done, mate. 100 subs. uh, Oh, congrats, mate. Which is cool. Okay. Um... Well, to probably talk, talk towards uh, more about that towards the end, um, which is sweet. So, um, yeah, let's move on to our next story. Um, we've been talking about Amber Heard, and I keep making jokes about her shit in the bed. Um, but now, now there is a call, and I don't. This is nothing against Mad Mickelson because Mad Mickelson is fine in my books. Okay, Mad Mickelson has got now got a petition saying to remove him from Fantastic Beasts and put Johnny Depp back in his place. Um, this is kind of all right. There was a, um, a survey. Where is it? I have to bring the survey up here. 
as a survey. It was at two hundred and something thousand yesterday when I was when I was reading it. I saw what it's at now. Here we go. So it's at two hundred and thirty eight thousand people to bring back Johnny Depp um, as Gellard Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. Um, it's not. Um, it's weird because. Uh, oh crikey! No, 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 Adriana, you're not counting on me. Um, let's go back in. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's weird because it's not his fault. Um, I can understand why the, the engine of change that I refer to as change.org exists. Um, just to say, Brandon say that uh, that they want him to be removed. I don't think the studios are going to listen. I don't think the studios care. I think the studios have got their heads so far up their own arses um, that they'll pay Johnny Depp $10 million to do one scene which will not be used in the film, and this will be fine. Um, well, I mean, this film's going to be boycotted by numerous people. It's going to be boycotted by the left because they got it up the arse about um, uh, J.K. Rowling allegedly having to go at trans people, and then you're going to have it um, from a bunch of the other guys because they've got it. They've got the arse about Johnny Depp getting fired. This film, I, I'll be surprised if it does that well. To be honest, <laughs> if it my gets made, if it gets made, my problem with this film is the previous film. Yeah. The previous film was crap. It it had no like middle. It was a had a, a, a beginning and an end, but nothing in the middle. Nothing happened, mm. and it undid mm. some of the bits that were quite important from the first film. For example, the pastry chef fella. Um, it was quite sad in the first film when they said goodbye to him. They didn't think you'd ever see him again, and that's the way it should have stayed. All right. Yeah. There could have been a bit at the end where maybe was it someone's like hurt and he just happens to turn them up and he helps them but doesn't know anything about them. Um, but having Johnny Depp being kicked out because of this and the other, it's just I think I've said this before, it's just not right. And the worst thing is, did you hear about the fact that Amber Heard looks like she's gonna be in the remake of Pirates of the Caribbean? Insult to in injury. Well, she's gone for that on purpose. Because because of that, it's, what, and if, if she was treated the same as him, if she was kicked off the, the off the set of Aquaman, and and she was fired from the Aquaman I, and stuff like that, I'd still have the hump that Johnny Depp was kicked out, but I wouldn't be as angry. It is the it is the total blatant, you know. Tri different treatment for the two people that are arguably it was six a dozen and half of the other she hit him as well but that's that's apparently allowed in today's society but 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 johnny depp you know you know arguably you know he argues that some of it was self defense which it probably was considering she shit in the bed <laughs> still can't get over that i still i still just who who <laughs> Who, apart from a complete mental case, shits the bed? Anytime you should shit the bed is if you've had a bad dose of heroin, like in um, Train Spotting with uh, Spud. I mean, we've all we've all had fights. We've been, we're all married men. We've all had fights with our wives, right? We've said some shit, and they've said some shit for us. We make up. It's all fine. Not once have I ever thought, you know, she's pissed me off that much that I'm going to do a great big steaming dump in the bed. You just don't do that! <laughs> I didn't even know it was an option until Amber Heard came along. <laughs> now it's that's my nuclear that's my nuclear option. When things have gone that bad, I'm gonna consider shitting in the bed. 
I've been holding this for days. <laughs> this one's going to smell. I don't get it. Uh, it's, it's, it. uh, it's, it's still it's just about the film. Yeah. I can't remember the second film that well at all. Because nothing happened in the second film. Really can't. Nige. They went and to Paris. And then they had that bit in the thing with the fire and the, oh my God, the atomic bomb prediction of the future, yeah? That was it. Then nothing happened in the middle. It had a beginning and an end and nothing in the middle. And most films are the middle. Yeah? Most films are the action bit in the middle. Yeah? I, it, I, I, it, it wasn't that great. <laughs> the ending makes no bloody sense. Um, and you know that it, she's redconning him in... Um, it's another one of those where JK Rowling, people are scared to edit her. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's part of the problem with that second film. She's not a script writer. She's not, um, she writes good stories. Um, but she's not a script writer. Um, and she does need editing. Yeah. The last three Harry Potter books are proof of that, that, you know, especially the fifth book. By God, that could have been edited down to half the size of the book and you still wouldn't have detracted from the story. I, um, I've, I've read I've read all the Expanse novels to date, but I've never read any of the Harry Potters all the way through. No, oh, I have. It's many times. <laughs> uh, I, I quite enjoy the books, but the fifth book needs editing. It needed the editing. Book, the right. fifth book? No, no, there's seven books. Seven what books. was the fifth book? Is one after, oh. It was the Order of the Phoenix. Okay, it was the Order of the Phoenix. Okay. Oh, all right. yeah. Okay. All right. While while we're on Harry Potter, it takes us nicely into another story. We can we can put this all together. And this is only a really short one. I found this hilarious when I was looking through putting the show notes together yesterday. Um, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, only Radcliffe, you can find a bloody story like this. A monkey jerked off relentlessly on the set of Harry Potter. <laughs> I like the word relentlessly. Oh, dude, just... they do. Nice, nice. This is this monkeys is the unfortunate truth. For... Monkeys are renowned for doing it. We we saw one today on the beach having having um, let's say pleasuring himself relentlessly until my saw him and went running up like that, and the monkey's like like that, and then left. Um, but yes, monkeys monkeys do, and they're very public about it, and they don't care. <laughs> I regret calling the channel what I call the channel now. Um, <laughs> um, right. Now 31, Daniel played the boy who lived in eight films between 2011 and 20... And, between yeah. 2011 until 2011. Between 20, uh, 1999 until 2011. Uh, <clears throat> what a bad bit! I never, of course, surprising, uh, surprising. I didn't uh, uh, pick that one up. Um, the actor appeared on a YouTube series called The Hot Ones, and when he was asked by Sean Evans about the reports that there were sixty animals on set to film a scene in Professor McGonagall's transformation classroom in Harry Potter's Chamber of Secrets, oh my God, he was like, dude, he was young. He was twelve. Oh, yeah. My son. Um, Daniel, there the were a lot of animals. Back to back. Uh, anyway, so there were a lot of animals. Uh, there were up to sixty of them, uh, um, and I'm um, on set. Um, the Transfiguration Classroom. There was a monkey of some kind in a cage that did st uh, start jer jerking off relentlessly. The star added, 
but the animals were well behaved apart from that one. I think Rupert Grint got peed on by one bat. It's very topical. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just I thought that was funny. Um, I kind of bollocksed it up in the delivery. Um, this one here, right? So, um, so that yeah, that was that was that was a little kind of Harry Potter and stuff. Um, Magical beasts. I think it's going to be a bit of a failure, which doesn't help cinema. Going back to the death of cinema through HBO Max releasing all their stuff. This one, Keith, if you read the notes, I'm hoping you've read the notes for this one because this, this should be you. Okay, so let me uh, let me just just ease you into this. The Mandalorian. <sighs> let me start again. The Mandalorian proves that's uh, proves <sighs> comes back in the room and tries again. The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. What the hell's a Mandalorian? Mandalorian. It's a new film. Have you seen the Mandalorian? I watched the Mandalorian with Baby Yoga. It's a French. It's a French version of the Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. He does windows though. He's not. A, he's not a man. He just does windows. He's losing. Um, the Mandalorian proves that Star Wars movies made one big mistake in 2015. Keith, would you like to tell me what mistake that was? Uh, hiring J.J. Abrahams, that's the first one. Hiring somebody Johnson, um, and then, oh, hiring J.J. Abrahams again. Oh, uh, hiring, hiring Captain Kennedy. No, don't even get me going. <laughs> don't get me started. It, it's not one mistake. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a load of mistakes, but basically... You should have employed John Favreau and Dave Filoni right from the start. And I know that Dave Filoni has gone out this week and said, I learned how to do, uh, you know, uh, directing um, live action from Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Dave he should didn't. have said that, mate. He, he did. He, he said it. Um, but I have to, well, I have you to... do learn from other people's mistakes, don't you? When, when, it comes to, when it comes to The Mandalorian and stuff, yeah, it's... It's, it's as I said, I'd always describe it as that, that a football team or the sports team that are just eking out small wins but always getting a win, yeah. And that's why I always describe it as spectacularly average, yeah. Even being as average as it was up until the last two episodes, where it's slightly above average now, um, it was playing it safe. They could have played it safe, yeah. They could have waited, they could have been patient, they could have done all of these things. There's all these could have, could have, could have, yeah, but. Dave Filoni, as the kind of continuity manager, creative head, or whatever you want to call it, and John Favreau, even if it was just John Favreau in, in, in the start for the first, you know, first phase of films, to to borrow a Marvel term, would have probably made a huge, huge difference to this. Um, yeah. I have no idea. I mean, Disney, they're, they're never going to cop to making a mistake. But this last season of The Mandalorian, to me, proves that they know they have. And there's, there's, of course, there's all these Star Wars fans now, even the fans who have been bitching and moaning for years, now going, um, oh, is it giving us too much fan service? No, it's not. It's not giving us an, uh, uh, too much. It's giving us what we well deserve after five years of their shit. That's what it's giving us. And it's only in the last couple of weeks that I am proud to be a Star Wars fan again and happy. And, I'm, I'm you know, we're going to review the, epi the, the episodes in a minute. But 
I will no, not watch Star Wars unless it's under these two guys. If Disney want to fix Star Wars, put these two guys in charge of everything. Fire Kathleen Kennedy's ass. Get rid of her. This proves it my, more than anything. All of the internet at the moment, Star Wars fans who have been bitching and moaning for the last God knows how many years, are really happy. I wonder why. I <laughs> wonder Catherine why. Kennedy is nowhere near this shit. And look, it's good. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot better than than um than I think Disney deserve. I'll be honest with you, and I'll say that as Disney deserve, not as the fans deserve. Um, it's really safe. I think they need to kind of play it really safe and tell people people accept what we've got and then and then go on from there. I I mean we'll touch on this again, but I never thought I would get this excited about Star Wars again, having watched the three, um, you know, sequel films. I, I, I love Rogue One. I still like Rogue One. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Solo. It's not the greatest movie, but it has some really good moments in it. The Darth Maul moment at the end is awesome. Um, but it's, n it's not great. Um, I never thought I'd be like this pumped up as a Star Wars fan ever again. And I am. And, and I love it. I love, I've been a Star Wars fan all of my life. And the last five years has really demoralized me. And whilst Star Trek, I'm also a Trekkie, and whilst that's constantly kicking me in the ass, this, this has come from nowhere. And it's just gone. And it's awesome. It's, it's it, you know, it's just maybe that, that this shit year, that a little bit sweeter now. Just, just the, these last two weeks have just gone. <gasps> anyway, we'll talk about it in the reviews. <laughs> but I think you know which way I'm going. <laughs> Nigel, do you want to add anything on? Anything? <sighs> To talk. I can't really. I haven't seen season two, so I can't really season, season, season one is brilliant. Hey, like when it's finished, when we get to the last episode, pay a fiver for one month of Disney Plus. Watch it all through and cancel it straight away. All right, you can do it do now. That. You can do it now because we've got two episodes left, and yeah, I guarantee you, these next two episodes are going to be freaking awesome. They're going to have to be, and I trust Dave Filoni and John Favreau enough. To know that that look, I'm blown away by the last episode, and they've got to top that. And and dude, it's worth it. It's worth it for this. It, it, I can cancel it after a month, but Jesus Christ, this is good. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so Star Wars, Dave Filoni, and John Favreau should have been in charge we are from not the worthy. beginning. I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay, uh, do you want to read some of the comments? Chuck is being really spicy in the comments. I really like it. I'll be honest with you. I like a bit of spice. I love Babster's. Babster's being quite. Babster is jumping from platform to platform, um, which I find quite uh, quite off putting. Because like, he's on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, What's on Chuck Facebook now on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Um, so find I can't wait. What, what, what you're trying to bring up some comments? I can't wait for Disney 18 plus. I can't wait to 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 see what. Spicy things that I have there. This what Disney princesses get up to. <laughs> princess on princess. Gareth, 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 Gareth. Do you know what happened last time? You, you know the worst thing me is and I, me and I started coming up with all the freaking porn titles that we could. <laughs> the worst thing is because of rule thirteen. Is it rule thirteen or rule thirty-one on the internet? Um, uh, that stuff probably exists. I think there's a, there's a yeah. site where you. Oh, can, it you does. Can, you can find it. 
Okay, there's, but... there's Snow, Snow White and the Seven Dicks. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There's probably, I bet yeah. There's probably what's her name? Um, sleep, oh, who's who's Beauty and the Beast? Mate, mate. There were, Disney princess porn is is huge and it's worth millions. Believe me. <laughs> It, it is. It exists. <laughs> there, there is. I mean, there's Simpsons porn for God's sake. There is some freaky shit out on the, on on on, on the internet. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think that um, some porn sites look at your cookies for other things because I've had. I think I've had Mass Effect porn. I'll tell you what. The, the weirdest thing I ever saw was um, what was the uh, thing on Channel Four? Um, the guy with the big phone. What was that called? Trigger Happy TV. So I had a bunch of mates, this is going back 15, 20 years ago when it was on, that did a Trigger Happy thing. And they all had to dress up in uh, fluffy animal costumes. And they basically, there was this guy walking down the street on his phone. And out of nowhere, like 100 fucking people dressed up as animals come running was, out and chasing down the street. Mates, I remember yeah. correctly. And uh, yeah, yeah. So my she's she's got a picture of my mate, <laughs> and she's dressed up in this furry costume. She's got this thing, and we had this on one of our websites. And there was some link posted to it. We tracked back the link. No one ever lie. A website catering for the fetish of women dressed up as fur in furry animal co costumes posted a link to this picture that we had of her on the website. No one ever lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll, we'll move on to um, on to TV shows then. Um, so there's no comments, Nigel. Well, I, I, well, I was going to, but Keith's been babbling on. So yeah, uh, he's just he's just talking about um, that's how much it costs in in Disney Plus. White glove yeah. money back. Yeah, that'll be the uh, the Disney money grab. Feeding the rat. <laughs> <laughs> What's this in reference to? Henry uh, uh, we had a kid on our um, our live stream yesterday who is seriously impressive, and he's only thirteen. Um, and, but you wouldn't know it. Mandalorian binge over Christmas. I I think this is probably what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to get get it. But another another monthly expense, but you know, six quid. Um, yes, yes, just that. Yeah, yeah. Coming loose. Yeah. Talking That's, about uh, hang on a second. You're talking, you're talking about a man, yeah, who whenever DJI goes new drone, he goes, oh, I'll take my money before he's even seen it. He has a drone <laughs> for every limb of his body. That's five drones. <laughs> he's a redundancy man. He is redundancy. redundancy man. <laughs> <laughs> That's his superhero name. I've called him that. Drokovac is bracket redundant. redundant <laughs> <laughs> There's a drone for that, yeah. There is a drink for that. A okay. for that. <clears throat> yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to, 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 to is there any more night before press the button? Oh god, a few I think they're just uh, responding to yeah, they're they're just they're responding they're people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the next segment. Let's move on to TV. Let's go. I'm worried, not Keith. I'm really worried. Yeah, when so am I. <clears throat> Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings is supposed to be a replacement for British mythology. If you know anything about J.R.R. Tolkien, um, because we lost our uh, our mythology when um, oh, William the Conqueror, or whatever that those lot came along and and screwed it over. 
Um, but he created Lord of the Rings as, as a way for us to have it. And I'll be honest with you, it's supposed to be full of white people. It's a story about white people in white people land, you know? Um, so when I hear Lord of the Rings showrunner describes it as an epic, diverse, filled with heart, uh, to fi and filled with heart, I'm just like, what the Barney's going on here? What do we need? Why? 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 I, I understand. Look, it can't be diverse. There are diverse areas of it. They've got the bits to the south and to the east where they can have other people come from, etc., etc. Um, but when the show run, when the showrunner uh, DJ Pang and Patrick McKay um, say epic and diverse, it sounds like tokenistic and stupid identity politics, which we don't want. We want. That's that you know, engaging, thrilling, you know, something along those lines in a world, maybe, at the beginning. You, you say middle... Mid, the, the, it's not quite true that it was a white people land because you have the people from the South, the people that... And you see that in the movies. The people that rode the elephant, they were meant to be dark-skinned. They were based on Hispanics. And and uh, if you read the books, they, they, they are, they are tanned-skinned people. Um, the, the world is diverse. In the, look, you can... You can put black people in this. You can put all sorts of things, but please, for God's sakes, don't don't make this all about diversity, gender, fucking politics. But that's what it's going to be. We know it's going to happen, and it's going to be Amazon's first big flop, I think, if they do it. I think I because think no, people want to watch Middle Earth. What gonna, yeah. you're going to find is you're going to find um, you're going to find Last Jedi sy syndrome. Yeah, first episode, they're going to be going, God. A hundred million people tuned in to watch this. Second episode, 50 million. Next episode, 20 million, 10 million, until it gets down to about three worldwide. Yeah, it'll just drop, yeah. it'll just go off a cliff. Here, here's the way, here's the way you can do diversity, right? Star Trek, what which was the last Star Trek film? Was last the, uh, what, the, the last Star Trek three, the JJ Abraham's era. Yes, right. Where 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 they made Sulu gay, but they didn't make a song and dance about it. There was a hubbub about it because George Takei criticised it, but the studio didn't didn't go look. We've made Sulu gay. It was just an off the cuff story. When you watch that film, it's natural. It's shot. It's over with. There's no virtue signalling. Look at how fucking right. amazing we are. Hold, hold Do on. that. That's fine. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can explain this to you. Um, and I can't wait. My new Mac comes Tuesday. Fabulous. Um, which is great for me because uh, this one is struggling because the graphics and a graphics card driver in it. Um, okay, going back to, 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 to the whole diversity thing. All right. What it was is, and this is the thing with Ellen slash Elliot Page at the moment. Um, being yeah. gay in Hollywood used to be special. You used to be a special person. You'd have a special celebration of coming out. This, that, and the other. People would get, you know, that's how they treat you, okay? But as far as I'm concerned, you're just the same as any other person. Are you a good or a bad person? Do I like you or don't like you? That's the bits that count for me. I don't give a crap about what you get up to in your bedroom. I don't know. What, I don't want to know what you get up to in your bedroom, in your private life. I don't know what you do, Keith. I especially don't want to know what perverted Nigel gets up to, yeah? <laughs> All I've seen is a load of blow-up animals in his room. I didn't ask any questions outside that. Right. To be fair, I did have a fantastic part on Harry Potter.
lost Keith. He's gone. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. <clears throat> coming back to it, and, and, and that used to be. That, <laughs> come on, Keith. Pull it, pull it together, man. Step on him. <laughs> He's gonna have to step outside for a moment. Calm down. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was brilliantly timed, nice one. My work here is done. They used to have things about kind of like being gay, and I think this about being uh, was about being special. And now it's like mirrored transgenderism. And then there's the, the, the thing with the gay people being above criticism. If you're a gay person, in the that you can't criticize them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, rather than just writing the the actor a decent character to work with, because I'm sure all actors would appreciate good characters with kind of good kind of lines of script and motivation and really interesting things for them to work with rather than your character's black and that's their entire identity because are they a schema a plotter a planner you know are they pulling strings ones no they're just black so uh, do i get a bow yeah you get a bow we'll give you a bow oh all right we don't they no we don't want this we want proper meaty characters it's like like i'm not a big game of thrones fan but i can understand the characters in the beginning were quite clearly defined they had you know they were if, if you're an actor to get a part like this was good because they were good meaty characters something for you to work with mm. and that's what actors really really want they, 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 the, want, the they, they want they want interesting characters the first five five seasons of game of thrones it was a diverse cast um it was um you know it had all all, all sexualities represented it had all races um, thing and nobody cared because there was never any virtue signaling about it. it. It, as you said, each character was developed and meaty, um, yeah. and that was a good thing. Now, okay, that came from uh, George R. R. Martin's script, script text, and as we know, the minute the books run out, it got crap. But that's how you do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not against diversity. I'm against virtue signaling. I hate it. Yeah, it, and. and and that's what that and that's what that was, and that was what makes me worry about. Yeah, the, uh, the Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, freaking Lord um, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That makes me worry about it because it looks like they. If you're having to virtue signal, I think that that indicates that you think that your script and your characters and your TV show is shit. Yeah, yeah, and the reason that you're doing it is because you want to put them into a, 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 a margin. Where they can't be criticised for what they are. Yeah, because the media won't criticise anything that is is gratuitous. You know, it's like it's like uh, Black Panther. Um, you know, and and that getting the best movie not because that, the press wouldn't yeah. criticise it. Yes, yeah. It that's that's my that's that's my point. And it's funny because um, the lady from Black Panther, which we might cover later. Um, oh, got, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll cover actually. We'll cover the. We'll, we'll actually. Uh, we'll. I'll talk to you at, at, at the very end, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's because of, they don't want to have any criticism and, and bits around the characters and stuff. Nigel, you like Lord of the Rings, don't you? Yeah, I do. I know you I like Lord of the Rings because I've seen you dress up as an elf playing Dark Ages of Camelot Just intensely. Like, no, 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 no! I've... Don't say it. No, I, this is, this is not my normal gear. Um, I've decided to dress down for you guys today. Um. Lord of the Rings, I've always considered to be diverse because yeah, you've got the humans, you've got the elves, you've got the dwarves, you've got the hobbits. That's diversity. Yeah. 
And then you've got the fucking orcs and the whatever yeah. else. You've got all these different races. You've got the tree people. Fuck me. It's diverse. It's a diverse fucking story. Why yeah. do you need to go out of your way to say this new story will be diverse? Are you telling me that the previous one was not diverse? Because well, was. no, because because there's been a lot of criticism saying it's racist because of Gandalf the White. Um, and uh, there's lots of people saying, because Gandalf the White, who was Gandalf the Grey, until somebody pointed out that Saruman the White was a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was only called that because that's the colour of clothes he wore. No, it was because they all had a colour in Lord yeah, it was, of the Rings. It was, like a, it was a wizard rank, basically. That's the easiest yeah. way of describing it. Yeah, white was like... I always, I always pictured it going, he's wearing white, he's Gandalf for white. And then he came back, he was Gandalf the grey. Because he was wearing grey. That's how no, I saw no. it. Anyway, nice. Right. So, uh, to, to summarise, when it comes to this Lord of the Rings TV series, yeah, predictions go as follows. The first episode will blow everybody's mind from the trailer and then the first episode will air and then it will have hundreds of millions of views and then it will just drop off a bloody cl cliff. That's my prediction. I don't think they have any faith in it. I don't think that they, they think that they've done anything good. Nigel, would you like to read the comments? Yeah. Right. He's got one job to do. Um, I did say rings. I didn't say ring. Lord of the Ring is one of Keith's favourite movies. One of those, those adult films that go along with the Disney things that we were talking about. That's Lord of the Ring. Part of Disney plus 18. Um, and hello, King Solomon back. Welcome. Yeah. We have a good time. Yes, we're having a good time. Um, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit out of sorts in the moment. I've had a haircut and I've lost all my ability to speak. <laughs> I know what it is. What it is, is I've had my beard trimmed up and I've got one hair and it's tickling my Freaking nose, and I need to pull it out. The problem is, I can't do it on stream because it'll probably look disgusting, even though it's just it's the beard hair. Um, but yeah, that's why I trim it. So, yes, um, right, let's move on to our next story, um, which leads on quite nicely from a diversity in bits. Doctor Who scriptwriter Vinnie Patel tells fan to get the fuck out. <sighs> Was he in his room? No. All right, let me go through the story here because it's, it's quite well put together on, on the thingy. So, uh, Doctor Who screenwriter Vinnie Patel told a fan to get the fuck out after he asked a question whether Doctor Who would continue the story of Joe Martin's Doctor. It sounds, it sounds fair and uh, thingy. There's... Um, what's his mush? Uh, yes, but this, this, this pretentious prick, I mean, you look at him, how he dresses and you can tell he's a pretentious prick. You actually watch him live. He's a pretentious prick. He's, um, he's a soap opera writer. He's not very good at this. So this is what the guy tweeted to him, yeah? Hi, at Vinnie Patel. I have a question. We all know showrunners fib to keep things secret, but would you agree it would be a bit disrespectful to both the real Joe Martin's character and to Joe as an actor not to continue the story in season 13? So it's like kind of the... This Joe Martin sort of turns up. I'll be honest with you, she was better fucking Jodie Whittaker by a mile. And if he probably gave her time to actually do the role, I think she'd probably do a better job. Um, and I'd actually be more interested to watch that than I would be for Jodie Whittaker. Um, so he, he tweets that. That, that was his most, yeah. All right. So um, he goes, Hi, John. Considering you literally cut her out of the celebratory picture, I don't think you get to talk about 
was disrespectful to Joe. So take her, so take her name out of your mouth and get the fuck out, tar. Right. This is the creepy thing. Yeah. This guy. Um. I think there's a celebratory picture. Yeah. And yeah. then I think and what then he did is he then, he then edited it he, to, to his sensibilities. No John, John the White is quite a prolific tweeter, and he has had a go at at, at this pretentious prick yeah. um, so, a number of times. But is... you right. don't respond like that. This this no, just so shows he... the level of intelligence of people who are writing this. Instead of saying, you could have come back with something a bit more witty, but no, you have to tell him to get the fuck out because that's all your tiny brain can write. Because the only things that are in your tiny brain are diversity and Virtue signaling and being a pretentious prick. Oh, 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 hang on, hang on. So, so, just to just to, just to demonstrate, I'm sorry for the listeners on the podcast. Here we've got a picture of all the doctors um, across all the eras, yeah, including Jodie Whittaker and uh, Joe White, and which happened to be central. Um, well, I probably would have put Tom Baker and then David Tennant and then Matt Smith in the central bits because they were probably more things. But what he's done is he removed it and he turns around and says, "No chibnall required," and he's put all the doctors. Happen to be all the ones I like, um, not in the order that I like them, unfortunately. And he's put them there. And Vinny Patel had gone back through his Twitter feed to find this. Yeah, he'd gone back through his Twitter. That's psycho behaviour. Yeah, that is absolute fucking psycho behaviour there from from a writer on Doctor Who. But um, because um, we're more interested in diversity than quality, we're stuck. Which isn't isn't good and isn't fun. So yes, that's what you get from low quality writers that you hire because you are too busy. It's like the who was the black guy that was fired from Star Trek Discovery because he used the N word. I can't remember his name. No one's talking. Just me. Oh, okay. Sorry, anyway, I've lost. Uh, I've lost sound. I'm just fixing an issue. Hang on. Okay. All right. All right. So anyway, there was a, there was a black guy on Star Trek Discovery who got fired, and I, I think he's actually he has some genre experience writing for for stuff like that. Uh, but going on with Doctor Who, a new Doctor uh, Who rumor claims that the show will introduce a new LGBTQI plus. What the fuck? Can you just keep it LGBT? Yeah, I don't want this QI plus. Um, What's QI oh, plus? I don't know. I like QI with Stephen Fry. Maybe it's if people who associate themselves with Stephen Fry's agenda. <laughs> I can get on board with that, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen Fry's an institution. <clears throat> yeah, because they're not interested in telling good stories. They're not interested in introducing new villains. And there's no kind of, oh, they've got their version of the Weeping Angels or the Slitheen or the Jadoon, or anyone like that for, for the new series. Um, a new rumour claims that Doctor Who showrunner is planning to introduce a new LGBTQI uh, character, whatever. Um, the rumour comes from TARDIS Zone, who reports that Chris Chibnall is casting an actress to play the Doctor. And this actress is in my notes. Why am I looking here? Um, QI thingy, and no, uh, her name is... She's an Indian lady. I think she's an Indian lady, or from the subcontinent, I think uh, Parminda Kurnagra, um, and she'll be playing the third Doctor in this iteration of it. Because what Chris Chibnall's done somehow has figured out that he wants to erase 
Troughton, uh, Pertwee, and Baker from the Doctor Who lineup. Um, this was according to, to Noel the Tardis zone, who uh, he said that he's his guys like kind of telling him that they want to get rid of the favourite Doctors, which are from the old series, which are Troughton, Pertwee, and Baker. Um, I like Baker. Baker's quite good. Uh, I think Capaldi's better than Baker, unfortunately. And I'd love to have seen Capaldi now do all the Baker roles then. Um, it would have been awesome. Um, but it's it's one of those things where now, again, because they don't want any criticism in regards to how good or how bad their, their show is and the decisions that they're making, they just throw an LGBTQIA plus P4125 A4 sheet of paper in there as an excuse so they can't be criticized um so yeah that's uh that was uh that was that um so keith are you back with us or are you still got audio problems and he can't hear us so i'm assuming he's got audio problems keith earth to keith earth to yeah keith. i'm here i'm here i'm here my sound's gone so i uh my computer seems to be having problems with bluetooth speakers at the moment so hopefully uh, this should work. I had to switch uh, headphones. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. So, um, okay, so what do you think about the the, the idea of, of replacing those other doctors? Or did you miss it? Um, I, I, I'm, I, I've given up on Doctor Who, to be honest. I, I gave up. Uh, uh, until Chris Sinnable is, is, is gone... Uh, he's destroyed the show, in my opinion. It's another one of these shows, a bit like Star Trek, that I don't see any way of coming back at the moment. Um, I mean, there's rumours that Jodie Whittaker, uh, Whittaker's agent, wants her to go because the show is is taking a nosedive, um, <laughs> and she can see it. And because she's the face of Doctor Who, as the as the ratings get worse and worse and worse. Um, they, uh, Whitaker's agent apparently wants her to leave. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh... I, I think Whitaker's big problem is I don't think she's going to get any jobs after this. No, she's not. No, I don't think she is. I think she you're right. The work in. No, she hasn't. She's just she's, she's just got no presence on screen. You know, the, as you said, Joe Martin, who came in, outshone her as the Doctor in a single episode. Yeah. That, that 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 that's it. I mean, you can't. <laughs> this. Is, I mean, Joe Martin was just, was more the Doctor in that single episode than Jodie Whittaker has been in, in, across the entire span. When your companion outshines you or, or constantly, and is now leaving the show at, after this Christmas special. Well, it's not even a Christmas special because it's not going to be shown on Christmas Day because Chris Sinnable's got a bug up his ass about putting out on Christmas. Oh, that's right, because Christmas is a Christian holiday and we can't be diverse if we put it on on Christmas Day. And yeah. I bet you, I guarantee you, that's why they, they're not showing it on Christmas well, Day. No, hang on a second. That may have been the original excuse, but now it's uh, we're not showing it on Christmas Day uh, because it won't get any viewers. Yeah, Because it was going to be on Christmas Day and they looked at it and went, nobody's watching me. I'll bear it on New Year's Day sometime. So yes, it's um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, I, I I saw the trailer to the new one. I watched it. 
I watched the beginning bit with Jodie Whittaker in it, and then it had Captain Jack in it. I watched the whole trailer, and then it had Jodie Whittaker at the end. I'd forgotten from start to finish that Jodie Whittaker was in it. I thought it was a Torchwood episode <laughs> where Captain Jack was taking on the Daleks. I think I'd have preferred to have watched a Torchwood episode. With It sounds really weird. With all the gayness that was in Torchwood, I would prefer that <laughs> because at mm. least it would be better, and it would have been written by Russell. Russell T. Davis, not Grussell T. Davis. <laughs> Grussell. Oh, anywho, um, let's move on to our next story. This is uh, this is this is one for Keith. Um, Mandalorian theory claims that Jar Jar Binks saved Baby Yoda, aka Grogu, from Order sixty six. Um, <laughs> I. I think somebody's having a laugh somewhere. <laughs> oh, I know. I hope. I hope it's a case that it is because that would make him a greater character than Ray if he had saved Grogu from Order sixty six. I have a theory on who who saved him, um, and we'll talk about it in the review section because I know there's people in the chat who who are who and Nigel um, who haven't seen the second season or the first season of The Mandalorian in some cases. Um, so we'll talk about it then. But I think somebody's having a joke. But I mean, he did come back, didn't he? He's done something recently. But this guy nearly committed suicide because of the grief that he got. So I can't see him. He doesn't need to. It wasn't his his baby gringo. Um, wasn't his. It wasn't his fault that like, it was. It was this poor. Um, it's just one of those things, I suppose. You see, I never had the issue with Jar Jar that a lot of people had. I, I I watch it back now, and I I still I yeah I know he was a bit of a silly character, but for God's sakes, they've got droids in there and everything, and I and. And look, I never agreed with 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 the backlash that Jar Jar got, um, quite to the level that that he he didn't deserve it. Um, he, he wasn't a particularly great character, but he was he was the comic relief, and it didn't kind of work. But I I don't think he deserved the backlash that he got. No, he didn't. Deserve, it was George Lucas that deserved the backlash for that because it was his decision. The actor did a good yeah. job. You did what he was told to do. Exactly. No, he turned up. He didn't make any fucking fuss. He didn't turn around and go, "Is because I was black." Yeah, yeah, he, no. didn't do, he didn't even do that, yeah. And, um, and yeah. actually, they 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 made Jar Jar more a more interesting character in the Clone Wars. So, um, I mean, he could do. He could have done. He could have done. I find it interesting. They didn't. They. they I mean, it's a shame because I reckon that you might have seen baby grow uh, baby Yoda or or, or Gringo as perhaps is referring to him. Um, um, you know, they could have put that in Clone Wars season seven had that come out after this season. And it's a shame we didn't see that. But um I suspect it's another character, and I suspect we are going to find out who who, who helped him out. Um I, I've got my theories. I've Go got on, my first. theories. Oh, okay. So I'll thing. talk about it in the review. Yeah, I've got we'll my theories. In the review. Okay. Nudge, uh, would you like to, to go through the comments before we move on to our next section? Sure thing. And we've had a few. Um, on my way up. Hello to King Solomon. Thanks for joining us. Very good. Yeah, bad move. Bad move in both cells. Yeah, yeah. That's an idiot. Doesn't you? Should, you should don't do that. That's... I'm on parlor. Oh. If you want to join me on parlor. Hello. Hello, Dylan. The Hobbit. He's joined us again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, true. Yeah, his reaction could have been less harsh. He could have just not been a dick. It, it could have been clever. 
I mean, it could. I mean, the the the, the, the John the White has is, is quite a contentious poster online. He does he does have a go at uh, the cast left, right, and centre. But you could have been clever in your response. You could have been a bit classy, not a dick. But this is the problem with these 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 woke morons. They're all just assholes in real life. He could They're have not nice people. Uh, yeah, he's come across as a pompous asshole, and that's just the way he dresses. So, um, <laughs> Tom is his favourite. And Baptist is second that. Nah, no, Capaldi's the best. Best actor. Best Just actor. Watch Heaven Sent. That's the best, the best uh, Doctor Who ever. It's a brilliant episode, Heaven Sent. Yeah, Heaven but then Sent. you could you could argue that the episode where um, David Tennant is on in that ship on the moon uh, on midnight. his own midnight. That is a fantastically brilliant episode in 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 the way it was crafted. It was very mm. well written. And um, did it? Did... Yeah. So he's agreeing. Yeah. Okay. Lana Ward, yummy. I don't know who's here. Lana Ward. She was. There. She, she was... was. Chuck's got Chuck's got a thing on for one of the. It was one of Tom Baker's companions, and she, she is the, the, pretty, the woman pretty from the, the cave woman sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember. Her. Perry. Uh, Perry. Perry was the best one. Trust well, me. Tom, Perry Tom was the Tom. best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Tom had a robot dog, Jelly Baby's big scarf. What more do you need? Hang, hang on, hang on, robot K-9. dog. Babster, Babster, K9, mate. K9. <laughs> I think he, yeah, I think, he, I think Chuck corrected him to K9. <laughs> All right, uh, there's quite a few here, so I'm just going to skip a few. Pod races made the movie. Now we're talking about Star Wars, not the other thing. Um, pod races and Darth Maul. The, yeah, the, music, the music, no, the music, the music yeah. was awesome. That music was the best bit. That's the bit I remember most about it. I, I, I have seen that live at the Albert Hall done by the London Philharmonic, and it is awesome. <laughs> that music is just, it makes, gives you goosebumps when you see that live with the choir, you know, the, oh, la, 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 and that in the Albert Hall because of it, the way it's tuned is freaking mind blowing. Okay. It really is. Well, powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, John Williams at his best. So let's move on to our next section. (sighs) Casey Hudson and Mark Darara, Darara of Bioware up and leave uh, as current projects continue. Um, They've done this before during Mass Effect Andromeda. And it didn't work out very well. Apparently, at the moment, they're working on Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition, which is a mixture of all three of the previous Mass Effect games, now with a new, improved, happier ending. Uh, and Dragon Age 4. Um, given the, the, the utter state of Anthem, uh, this isn't good. Um, I don't know what's going on to cause people of their stature, like could you imagine like a showrunner if Chris Jubin would fuck off, it'd be awesome um, a showrunner like uh, Dave Filoni or Thingy just fucking off halfway through the season um, or at the start, or, or for three episodes in um, it's it, it's not good and these kind of people, the people kind of pushed Mass Effect through and kind of gave it a bit of quality control and had a vision and whatnot all I can imagine is the reason they probably left is either they're working too much or someone is trying to interfere with their vision now, it could be a case that people are trying to interfere with their vision. If there's 
a couple of renowned SJWs on the um, production staff for Dragon Age uh, Warriors, the Dragon Age um, 4, um, who see um, race as more important than good storytelling. And I imagine if they're probably having to deal with these twats day in, day out, and they can't fire them, there's an issue. Um, so given that, that could be the case. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. So um, Keith, did you play Mass Effect Andromeda? No, um, I, the Mass Effect games kind of eluded me. I knew a fair bit about them, and you guys have filled me in over the story. And I, I played a little bit around uh, at yours house, and I, I liked the stories to them. But the Mass Effect games were 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 really out in that period where I wasn't really playing games that much. Um, funny enough, they are. I I was thinking about them when I get my PS5. I might might join the the PlayStation Now thing and. And uh, get those because the stories are good. And you, you know, every time we we watch a lot of sci-fi shows, and you go, "Oh, that 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 has some, you know, that's you know, mass, based on Mass Effect." And I think I would really dig the story of Mass Effect One and Two, although I know the Mass Effect Three ending was a contentious one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was contentious. I kind of saw it coming, but I was hoping that there was going to be. A suicide sort of mission as you were trying to get to the to the um the crucible because as soon as they had said the word crucible it reminded me of that episode of b5 where they got rid of the shadows remember that uh, do i remember that <laughs> i've only watched it about 25 times i mean you know not that many <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 this is the crucible because it, it's like kind of lorian in, in b5 described the crucible as as a place where it's a place where you force the truth out and when they say crucible, it's not a weapon of mass destruction. It's a place where you're going to force the truth out and you're going to find out what the whole thing's about. Um, so when I heard that, it was fine. It was like I was expecting that. But the mission that was coming up to it was the bit that I was expecting where if you'd made the right decisions or not, you'd be, get people killed, but nothing happened. It literally was just a march up to the transportation beam, which wasn't wasn't good. And there's some theories behind it, which I, I'm hoping that they'd follow on from where... Um, he steps into the beam, but he doesn't get beamed up to the crucible. He interacts with it in like a split second, and then something else happens. But we never get to see that. But the thing um, about the Mass Effect games is that there's, there's a story there. There's a story that's that's quite imaginative. It's more than just a game. Yeah, yeah, it's more than just a game. It's I've got the, the, the it's weird because the Reapers in Mass Effect are like how can I put it? If the Shadow shagged the Borg from Star Trek. That's what you get with the Reapers. Yeah, you get some crazy biological thing crossed over with um, crossed over with um, uh, uh, with a Borg's kind of cybernetic technology, and and mm. it was it was it was great, and it was it was fun to was fun to watch and whatnot. Um, and I played it through, and I really enjoyed it. But having having the people who put it together come in after leaving in 2014 i think it was they left in 2014 and then come back only to go ah fuck it <laughs> i'm too rich to deal with this shit i'm out of here bye mm. and out the door yeah that's not good that is really no. not good when it comes to, to to these sort of things and uh yeah night you were i imagine you probably prefer dragon age to mass effect I played more of um, Mass Effect than I have Dragon Age. I've been playing Inqu Inquisition recently, um, but not a huge amount. Although 
I like both, to be fair. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Andromeda. I got probably about a quarter of the way through, and I just went bit bit bored, actually. Really boring. Nothing to... The stuff to do, I just can't be bothered because it's so boring. So it's just sat there now on my shelf, uninstalled, and... Um, it, yeah, I... One to three was was decent enough. I'm not in the camp where I don't care about the engine. The ending's the ending for me. I don't care that the ending is what it is. I'm I wasn't making a big hoo ha about it. I just finished the game and that was that. So um, I don't mind it. We'll see what happens with this latest one. See if it if it's as boring as Andromeda, then no, no, not interested. But Dragon Age is decent enough, I suppose. How about, how about remaster of Mass Effect? How would you feel about that? Never actually got to play Mass Effect One. Um, oh no, no, I'm talking about all, so. all three games. One we get all three games as a big whole chain remastered back to back. And we're talking about how about when I say there's just two types of remaster. There's a Capcom remaster, and then there's the Konami remastered, and then one of them. One, one of the developers puts in a lot of work and a lot of effort and makes something that's practically a new game. Yeah? And they've tidied up everything. And the graphics and everything looks fantastic. And then you have um, the Konami one where they've literally just lifted the PC port and converted it across. So if you had the Capcom remake of Mass Effect where they've literally just... Everything is new and shiny and tidy. Yeah, I think I'd like that. I think I'd like to. Okay. All right. I think Keith's asleep. I'm no, I'm here. Me. I'm here. I'm here. <clears throat> okay. Let's move on to our next story, which is... I don't know why I've got a picture of this woman here. It was a picture of Oscar Isaac, uh, and then it moved when I wasn't paying attention. I think they now, started auto-playing a video for you, yeah. sir. Yeah, because it's... Because it's, uh, what do you call it? It's uh, bloody IGN. I'll have to sign in to turn it, turn it off. But Oscar Isaacs is um, rumoured to be playing Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie, which Sony are doing. I'm up for I that. Think could, I think it could work. I think yep. the reason they're picking him is probably to secure him as an actor for films later on in their, in their kind of set. Um, God knows how the film industry is going to go, but Sony believes, I think, it looks like they're going to still go down the old theatrical route rather than streaming. So Oscar Isaacs will be Snake. Put a bandana on him. Does he look like Snake? I think the, yeah. I've seen some pictures from the, the Dune set, and he looked more like Snake in that than anything else. I think with the grizzly look and a bandana around his head, he will look like Solid Snake. Um, I think he's a really good actor, Oscar Isaacs. I like the guy. Um, he was one of the only likable. It's a shame that that you know, again, had, uh, well, I'll go back to Dave Filoni and, and Thingy having had their Star Wars, had they got the car, uh, had they got hold of Star Wars and done Poe Dameron, I think it would have been brilliant and he would have been one of the standout uh, Star Wars characters. He's, he's, he's a likable guy and he's a, and, and a lot of the films I've seen him in, he's really good. Um, the minute I read this on the show notes um, yesterday night, I thought, yeah, no, that makes sense. I can see it. I can visualize it on screen as as snake with the bandana and that sort of grizzly unshaved look and it works for me totally works totally works i think yeah. it's inside 
the, the guy who's directing it is the a guy called Jordan Voigt Roberts, who der, he did um, Kong Skull Island, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, apparently, Brie Larson was in that, but I don't remember her. I just remember um, what's his face, the guy who played Doctor Doom in that really crap version of Fantastic Four, who was in it. Um, I mean, well, what's I, his, I, Tom Hiddleston was in it. Tom Tom, Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston was yeah. it. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm just glad I she was so she made such an impression on me. I forgot she was even in the film. Um, I, that was a quite good film. I like that film. Uh, that makes me feel a bit more positive about it. The guy's clearly got genre experience. He knows how to work with special effects. Oscar Isaacs does look a bit like Solid Snake. I think that Sony are trying to secure as many stars as they can. They went after Oscar Isaacs after, um, what do you call it? After Star Wars, because they looked at him and went, that's, act, that's not a happy actor. And they went, you know what this means? This means an opportunity. We can get him on our books, and we can get him in our films, and that will draw people to, to our to our shows and whatnot, which is fantastic. So, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's that's a good thing. Works um, for me. Works for me. I, I think uh, I think he's a good actor, and yeah, I think he can play the part quite well. Yeah, up for that. I'd go and see it. I'm quite looking forward to it actually. I think it could be quite a good 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 film if it's done right. I think it'll be good. I I, I think what Sony are doing now is they're looking at their slate of video games, and they're trying to turn them into films like Marvel turned their comic books into comic book films. And if they do it right, they can have the same success. But they've got to be patient and disciplined, and not try to sell things on on cheap, easy kind of what they appear to be wins, but they're not technically wins. Nige, mm -hmm. did you ever play with your solid snake? Never. <laughs> I've seen probably the only gameplay I've seen of that game is him in a box and walking about. Um, so I can't really form too much. As long as I can see Oscar Isaacs in a box, I'm sure I can make a comparison. But um, <laughs> so I, I've Googled it. He does look a little bit like solid snake. And he's a good actor, so I'm sure he'll do a job. Metal Gear Solid 2 was the first midnight purchase I ever made. <laughs> Fucking queued up outside and bought two copies of Metal Gear Solid 2. One for me and one for this guy here. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, it was fucking awesome. Back the day. funny thing I was is, is you bought it in Kingston. Yeah. yeah. So you went to Kingston from your house. Yeah. You've got the two copies. You drove past your house all the way back to where I live. Dropped my copy off and then drove back to your house. See what fucking friend I am. See what a good guy I am. See? Yeah. And that's the only reason that's the only reason I'm still friends with you after you, you managed to get our previous YouTube channel associated with sex toys. Um the funny thing is Monkey Nut Punch probably could get associated with some kind of weird sex act. I know that there's a thing called like donkey punching or whatever. No, just, no, just don't go there. Don't go there. there. All right, okay. <laughs> So, um, so last time we were talking about PS5 scalpers um, and CEX, which is a computer game exchange here in the UK. It's like a, a second-hand shop where you can trade your stuff in for cash or or credit, and and then buy second-hand games and bits from them, which is quite good actually. I've used it a few times here and there. Um, are under fire for pricing up a PlayStation Five for eight hundred and fifteen pounds not only from the customers but from the staff too um yeah it's i think they're paying mad. paying is it 600 650 pounds to trade in yeah a yeah. playstation 5 they'll give you 650 uh, pound uh, cash which is over the retail value already um 
they and then they're also selling it. it for that amount. Now, I, I saw an article where we somebody who worked at CEX obviously wanted to stay anonymous was saying, I can't believe they're doing this. This is they're just literally legitimizing the people who have been doing this and you know not the scalping, but doing the scalpers they're, they're legitimizing the, the scalpers and doing it themselves so they're trying they, to yeah, they're trying to take the trade away from the scalpers however they could have done that with legitimate pricing not what they're doing and they fully expect the people working there fully expecting to be demeaned and spoken to like shit because of the the way that the CEX and upper, upper bodies, upper managers have decided to put this, and they just put all the pressure on the people in the in the shop store. It's bloody atrocious. They um, CEX are not eBay. They are not a uh, um, thing. They are a retail outlet on the high street. Therefore, they have to conform to trading standard laws. I hope somebody takes them to frick it. Uh, takes them to trading standards because it's fucking atrocious. I don't um, think they sell new stuff. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They have a retail license, and there are laws about scalping and stuff like that. And what they are doing, and and in they 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 they're taking the piss when you've got stuff buying ps5s and then freaking making a profit on it it's it's inherently wrong i mean it's happening everywhere and there are stupid people paying for them i mean there's ps5s here you can get ps5s in thailand for a thousand quid yeah. um i mean i remember when i came here the very first time like within two days i bought a psp here right and it was cheaper than it when it went on sale in the uk um and um i loved it i loved the psp and it was awesome and i had metal gear solid funny enough um it was the first game but it wasn't that expensive but jesus christ ps5s they i mean a thousand quid it's forty thousand baht here which is give or take a thousand quid it's just no yeah, they're i'll wait quid. I'll yeah, wait. i will wait you know? It is it is mad that they're doing stuff like that. If they were selling it for, I think if they're selling for six fifty in store rather than eight fifty, I, I think I would have gone. No, I can see you taking advantage of this, and that's it's, it. It's a retail outlet. It should be the retail price that Sony puts on it. It's Anything not, more not, than that, it's it it is it is price scalping and taking advantage. And I don't think they should be able to do it. I do. I really. I genuinely don't. It's one thing to do it online via an auction website. You can argue that if people are stupid enough to bid on it, fine. You can hide behind the bidding process when you put it on something like eBay. But on a retail freaking outlet, no, that's wrong. It's inherently wrong. Okay. Sorry. Right. So I didn't feel. I didn't know you felt so passionately about price scalping, Keith. Um, I don't buy anything new from CEX anyway. No, you don't, don't buy anything new. I don't buy anything <laughs> I just go there to have a look at what um, PS1, PS2, and Xbox original games I can get. Yeah. And if there's any uh, N64 games that I that I fancy. Other than that, not interested. Okay. So let's before we move on to our comments. Uh, sorry, before we move on to our reviews, let's look at our comments. Uh, and there's one thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Perry was the best companion, and there's just an example, one of many. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's not because it's not because it has any relation to you, is it, Gareth? There's no, 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 there's no ego see, in her there. Name so. is Perry Gwynn, not Perry, not oh, Perry. Yeah. Her name's Perry Gwynn. 
Um, I remember having a crush on her when when they used to show it on BBC Two. She was pretty good looking. It was what you call it. Um, her and the woman from Buck Rogers. Who's the woman from uh, Buck Rogers? Oh God, yeah, but she was only in the. Oh yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, I've no idea who that person is. The oh, trouble dude. is, I can't I can't watch Buck Rogers anymore because all I can remember is the South Park piss take of it, which was so fucking genius. <laughs> it was the Nintendo Wii episodes, which are still some of the best. Where <laughs> Cartman, Cartman phones himself in the past, and then the guy calls him and I say, "He's such an asshole." <laughs> it still makes me laugh. Okay, um, um, so on, really, the comments. There's only one really to show. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Everybody's going off. Of, what is this game? I'm. So, I don't know um, anything um, about it, um, but everybody's um, getting losing their shit about it. All I know <laughs> is it's coming out soon. It's going to be a big release. It's got um, Keanu Reeves in it, I think. Yes. Um, and uh, I know fuck all about it, apart from it's made for next gen and stuff. Um, really, that's the extent of my knowledge of this game. All, all I know is it's like Deus Ex. I like Deus Ex. That's what. That's what apparently it's. Like that's what I've heard. It's like Deus Ex. If they want the shorthand to describe what to one game or to another, it's just like Deus. Oh, it's, it's like Deus Ex. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So, Keith, let's start off with. Um, let's talk about Star Trek Discovery. Um, Gareth, 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 Gareth. You got to do the. You got to do the. Um, oh, hang on. Yes, you're absolutely right. Sorry, I got I got distracted by Nigel, um, and his luscious face. Hang on, I'll do it for you. Um, okay, so um, reviews. Let's talk about Star Trek Discovery. It shit. So, uh, so have you, Keith, have you watched the last three episodes of our Star Trek Discovery? Unfortunately, I have. And the Why? Last one. Why? What's wrong with you, man? Uh, oh, no. Can it's... I ask one major question? What? Why are we covering Star Trek? Discovery. I'm not. Star Trek I don't Discovery. Like I want to get the piss out of Keith. That's the reason we're covering Star Trek Discovery, so I can I can rip the piss out of him. He's um, taken he's been he's, watching it. I have been I have watched it. It is shit. I watched the last episode where they finally did the uh don't call me she. I, I don't identify as a she. Um and, and that's when, uh, that's when them, the shot with a disrupted E and, and they made this huge thing about them and they and Anthony Mackie, you know, being the gay guy, looks and I, I just went eh. Um, and then, um, but the, the good thing is, I watched that first, I get over that, then I watched The Mandalorian. Okay, all right, now let's talk about The Mandalorian. So, <laughs> Mandalorian, awesome. not last week's episode, but the previous week's episode with the so-called oh, Katan in it. Did you oh, fucking awesome! I'm going to do earbud, oh, because I don't want to hear about The Mandalorian. Okay, I, 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 will I, will, I, I will drop you out the stream for a moment, and Baxter, I'll you back in. Baxter is, he'll signal us when he's ready. I'll put Nudge back in the stream. We're talking about the first episode, which Baxter has seen. Um, and um, look, it was awesome. I loved, loved seeing Ahsoka Tanu. Uh, Rosario Dawson was absolutely amazing as her. The only thing that I think they slightly screwed up was, was her entrance, that you saw her face too quickly. You know, had they... Had they sort of led with the with with the 
you know, the opening was great where you're on this sort of desolate world and you've got this very sort of shogun looking thing to it, which I loved. I loved the sort of Asian look to it. Um, had you just seen a flash of a white lightsaber and a, and a figure moving in and out like that and you'd kept it like that for a few seconds and then you and you didn't reveal her face but you know so the people who had watched rebels and clone wars knew who it was but you didn't reveal the face and then you get her sort of walking into the thing and then pulling off the hood that would have been cooler um so it's been what so much says show yourself yeah that's when she should have showed herself then yeah um, it did come across as a bit mean as she's murdering those guys in in, in the thing at the beginning I thought yeah exceptionally quite mean-spirited I think that's intentional. I I think Ahsoka has been on a bit of a journey because obviously we saw her last time we saw Ahsoka Tani, she was off to find Ezra. Uh, what happened to Ezra Bridger with with Sabine? Um, but it was that oh, it was that bit at the end that I I didn't see coming. And when she said, you know, that bit at the end, where's Admiral Thorne? I was just like, oh. They're bringing in Thorn, but I don't think Thorn is going to be the the big reveal. I don't yeah. think Thorn is going to be. The I big think Admiral Thrawn is the next bad guy. Yes, I agree I with think that. Moff Gideon gets it at the end of this season, and Thrawn is the next oh, yeah. bad guy. He's being. I, th I think Mando is going to hand. Um, well, it's either going to be Grogu or Mando because Grogu. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm about to take it out now because I'm going to give a spoiler about the next episode. Um, take your eyes, gone right, you gone right, you gone. Um, the way Grogo was flowing those fucking uh two stormtroopers around at the end of the last episode, you know, that was pretty dark. And he's sitting there going, Oh, look at this, he's fucking bashing the shit out of them. Grogo could kill Gideon, and that might they might sort of make him go, He's the chosen one. They're, they're heavily hinting that he's the chosen one that brings balance to the force, right. That is the. This is the, he was round at the same time as Anakin, and, and and this is what they are they are hinting at, and I reckon he might kill Gideon. I I think that might be where they go, but I, I love seeing Ahsoka in real life, and she was done well. There was no woke crap about her, and that fucking fight that she has with um with the with the bird with the Baskill, the Baskar steel. Beskar yeah. steel fucking uh, thing at the end. That was just so good. Oh god, it was just so good. And seeing her okay, and, all right, all right. couple of problems it. with that. Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> quite easily she can run a lightsaber up the Beskar steel spear and cut her fingers off. All right. Yeah. That's one thing. It wasn't like she was being very like if you watched if you've seen the Darth Maul Ahsoka fight from Clone Wars when it came back. Yeah, that's very um, fast and frenetic. That fight between the two of them wasn't very fast and frenetic. So she did have the opportunity to cut her fingers off several times. Um, it was I, I watched the episode and I was a little pissed off that they used misused the Michael Bean character in that Ahsoka uh, one. It was like he had one good bit. He had one good bit where um, he he uh, was like kind of he looks. And they do the, the kind of the, the cowboy standoff with the guns, and he goes to reach to get him, and then he goes and shoots it. And that was the one good bit that that that, uh, that Michael Bean had, and it's like Jesus Christ, you could have had Michael Bean in there a bit more and used him a bit more because he's kind of how can I put it? A yeah, favourite. 
I yeah, I agree with you there. And look, it wasn't a perfect episode, but by God, it puts a smile on my face. See, seeing Rosario Dawson as a soaker, and and that was the person you know for years now. Fans have been saying that that if you're going to cast her in real life, it's got to be Rosario Dawson. There's, there are just not that many. She was perfectly cast. And 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 the thing was, you know, you got Katie Sackoff as Bokotanu the week before, who incidentally voiced her in Rebels and everything else. And um I thought that was cool. There's a, there's a few people um bitching and moaning, as I said at the beginning, about fan service. Uh no, no, this is awesome. This is what we need. This is what we need to restore our faith. Was the Sokotano episode perfect? No, it wasn't. Um, could we poke holes in it? Yes, we could. But you could do that across the whole of Star Wars. And right now, as much as I agree with you, I'm finally getting some fucking Star Wars that's putting a fucking smile on my face. Okay. And I'm loving it. as a star. And I am a Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Wars. I've always been one. You know, my first fucking toy I remember having was the Millennium Falcon and, and, and Slave One, incidentally. Um, so, uh, yeah, this week's episode... What, you know, you, you, not only do we go to the Jedi planet, which was quite cool. Um, uh, if you if you watch Knights of the Old Republic, because Nigel won't won't know this, but if you were seen Knights of the Old Republic, uh, you would have known that planet mentioned. Um, oh my God! When Slave One came in, I was just going, "Ah, this is awesome!" And 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 I was I I, I blew my load. I'm not going to lie, I blew my load. Okay, it was just epic. All right, uh, one. I watched that episode and there's there's a couple of really glaring, irritating plot holes in that. And the biggest one, the biggest, most annoying one was not put your gun down, take your jetpack off. I'm like, no, no, don't take your jetpack off. It was just like, we need need the plot to move along. You've got to take your jetpack off. Trust me, mate. It'll make sense later. And that bit got me because it should have it should have been lower your gun. Everyone knows you get into a Mexican standoff, you ask someone to lower their guns. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could. But Mandalorian's dangerous in the air, and and asking him to take his jet pack off kind of makes sense. But he should have been take your jet off, pack off, and put your gun down. Um, but again, again, this episode just just it gave fans what they have been you know they've wanted to see boba fett that we've, we've been wanting to see you know boba fett get redeemed you know boba fett was this meant to be this awesome character and he he, he had a rather shit ending in, in in jedi for him to come back and not only did he come back to lay waste to an entire fucking squadron of stormtroopers in the way he did with one of the fucking sand people's fucking um, weapons and use it the way he did it, oh, it was so good it, i mean the fact that he, he just fucking wasted that one guy with destroyed his helmet. And I was going, oh, this is so good. Um I, I've watched it three times. And yeah, I've seen the plot holes, but I just I don't care. I don't care. I've, it's forgiven. It's forgiven because it's putting a smile on my face. And Star Wars has not done that for a very long time, and it really did. But but this leads to the next thing. That was so good. That they have to top this, right? And 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 it can't. And the fact we know there's going to be another Jedi turning up. The whole fucking uh, Grogo sitting on the fucking thing and beaming out to to the world. It has to be a Jedi. There is only a couple of freaking Jedi's that you can bring in right now that will 
top this episode. And and I have a theory. And I know you Denver don't agree with Bridger. it. No, it can't be. I, I don't think that's going to work. Because... Why? Because Why Ezra Bridger doesn't have the wide-scale appeal that Boba Fett does. Everybody knows who's Boba Fett. You can be a casual fucking Star Wars no, and know who's Boba Fett. Second, it becomes a mystery box for you to open in the next... Next thing. I you don't think, know what's happened to Ezra Bridger since he since that. Yeah, I think Ezra Bridger yeah. is going to come into it, but I don't think Ezra Bridger is going to be the thing he's that tops be the, he Boba be the Fett. One. It's not going to be fucking. It Samuel is. Jackson. I'm it's telling not. you, it's going to be Mace Windu. No, I reason, think they're going to bring Mace no, Windu. I know why it's not going to be Mace Windu. The reason it's not going to be Mace Windu is that you have to. You have to follow through with it, yeah. If it's Ezra Bridger, they can cast a new actor and they can have them alongside the Mandalorian as they train up Baby Grogu, because they're not going to get rid of Baby Grogu. I think you can call him Baby Grogu. Um, they're not going to get rid of him, yeah, from, from the Mandalorian, because he's a big selling no. point. But they'll Gro need to Gro have a Jedi that can stay with them. They're not going to be able to keep Samuel L. Jackson on set. No, I, no I think I think, Mace, I think I think you're right in the fact that they are going to bring in Ezra Bridger. I totally agree with that. Ace, but, uh, but Bridger is not going to be the thing that tops... Bobber, and they need to top Bobber in that final episode, and that's where I think they're going to bring Windu in. They're going to do something that tops Bob Boba Fett. They have Skywalker. to. They put they put Boba Fett in episode six, right? Skywalker, Skywalker it, tops Boba Fett. Now there is this persistent rumor that what's his face, who who is um was in um Winter Soldier, does kind of look a bit like Luke Skywalker, and there is a rumor that he might be playing. A younger version of Skywalker. Now, that would potentially top it, but again, because it's a different actor, I don't know. But if I think bringing in, but if it was a different actor, they could keep him around. But there's been persistent rumors about 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 Samuel L. Jackson well, turning up. I yes, checked that on a regular basis. There's not been persistent rumors on Samuel L. Jackson. I've been reading rumors, rumors about Jar Jar Binks. No, I've been reading rumors for a while that, that Disney are working on a Mace Windu series, that he's going to turn up, that he's going to have a metal hand, he's going to be old. I've not he's read a single scared. thing about Mace Windu. Well, I have. I've read loads about it over yesterday when I spoke to you outside Sainsbury's. Not that you were well, in I've read, I've read a few. I think that I genuinely think they're going to do Windu. I really do. They, they, they are listening to the fans. And one of the things that a lot of people want to see is 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 come back. Samuel L. Jackson has been very vocal about wanting to come back and play. No. Lucas himself said Lucas isn't in charge anymore. Yes, but he is involved in this. No, and Dave Filoni, but Dave Filoni is a Lucas fucking um you know uh, um loyalist. And 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 Filoni has has said that he would love to um uh, play with Mace Windu and you know have have Windu come back. All of them have said it. You've got the super fans that have done that fucking um okay. fan movie where they brought Windu back. And Windu would top Boba Fett. Windu no, would I top would Boba not Fett. Come across any rumors about fucking Mace Windu? You're making shit up. I'm not. Somewhere. No, I'm not. I'm not. And on I'm that really... note, on that very <laughs> sour brown note, we'll bring N Nigel back in. Hello, Nigel. Oh, hello. Hello. Right. Case chatting shit. All right. That's no, all no. you need know. Babster, yes, it's safe. Um, okay. So uh, it's time for our. Uh, uh, oh, what the fuck? He's still going. Yes, Keith's still going. <laughs> He's always going. He never shuts up. So let's move on to our next section. 
Our third and final section. Oh, what the fuck? I have two what the fuck stories. Um, one because it one's a quick one, and one then fits into our, our constant what the fuck stories. So let's start off with uh, uh, um, <sighs> mum gobsmacked as four year old mum, uh, four year old mum, four year old son appears to tell her to fuck off. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I request that you listen very carefully. Have you enabled the sound? I sure have enabled the sound. I'm sure I have. Ready? Oh, hang on, I can check down if I've enabled the sound before I start. And there's a problem. Right, hang on. You've got bogey. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. We heard it. We heard it. You heard it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure you just said fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear it. Though. That's the weird thing. I know why I didn't hear it because my sound, my Mac is running through my buddy TV and not my. There we go. All right. So here we go. Let's try again. I do listen, listen very carefully, ladies and gentlemen. You got bogey. Did you hear that? Let's see if I can dial it up. Any, I don't think I can dial it up any more than that. We'll go, go one more time for the listeners. Kind of sounds like fuck off. <laughs> you got it's not quite. Fuck off, it's not man. quite fuck off. It's not quite fuck off because it's it's not it's, it's a sound not associated with um, the sentiment, shall we say, when it comes to to, to swearing at mother. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Here comes my second what the fuck story. They're all mum related. Every everyone we've got is a mum. Mum finds dog with dildo in park. Mum does experiment with science, a kid, and it goes a little weird. Okay, here comes our next one. So, um, right, while it's loading up, uh, let's add this to the string. Um, right, here we go. Mortified mum finds malfunctioning frozen, frozen Elsa making X-rated noises. Um, again, another one we need the sound for. Uh, is that a video? Is this a video? Where is it? Where is it? I think. Oh, is that the video? I'm trying to find it, but I, I can't wait for a new. I can't wait for my new Mac. I really can't. And everything will go back to normal. Here we go. Right, ready? Click for sound. <laughs> Sounds like she's overexerted it. <laughs> I think she might have overexerted herself, yes. <laughs> I like the way the eyes are blinking oh, no. too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the bit that got me. <laughs> oh, I really needed that. Oh. Shoot me up with harrowing Elmo doll they did ages ago. Anyway, if you've managed to stay around this long to the podcast uh, to the podcast please give us a like if you're listening through uh podbean give us a like if you're watching the repeat on either facebook or youtube give us a like if you've made it this far thank you very much for making it this far case um you and chuck who are now a married couple um would you like to promote your your podcast because it's not on your youtube channel next week is it uh, no, it's good. Well, it's week in two off. weeks. It's going to be on. Hopefully, we're going to get it on his uh, YouTube channel, which is Covation, Covaction Dronography. Um, we do a uh, we do a live stream called Two K Drones uh, with a Z, 
Um, and uh, we talk about drone stuff, basically drone stuff and and things around that, and 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 filming and creative stuff. That that's basically what we do. It's quite an interesting watch if you're into that kind of thing. Yes, uh, Nige has been our is our. How can I put it? This I was supposed to introduce him as our director of communication, our social media person, um, who's responsible for for our Facebook page and the like. Um, You've been you've been you've been boosting our Facebook page. What are we up to on on likes on our Facebook page? Oh, that's a good question. Just give us a guess. It's about eight hundred and something now. Was eight hundred and fifty for ease? Because I'm sure it was eight hundred and fifty last time I checked. It is eight hundred and sixty-two people. Eight hundred and sixty-two people following our Facebook page, which we thank you for, Nigel, for sorting that out for us. We have on Facebook the monkey nut punch clubhouse now this is a group where you can pop in there and you can post your videos and chat to other people and do silly things um just no spamming of any sorts you know we get spamming on on our youtube channels it's a pain in the ass um yeah but if you want to pop in there share your videos ask for critiques and stuff like that for youtube that's great same for podcasts um no droning videos keith <laughs> Never. Um, I'm joining videos too if you want to put them in there too if you want put anything you like in there just come in and interact with us I think it, it consists entirely of Nigel and my missus at the moment unfortunately you won't find me on there you can find me on Parlour though um, and I'll put the link in the description if you want to talk to me on Parlour thank you very much for watching and we will catch you in the next Monkey Nut Punch podcast say goodbye guys goodbye guys goodbye. again because I need to press the end for the streaming thing so goodbye guys Keith, I think we've got to get Chuck on. He's been really spicy in the comments this week. <laughs>